Welcome to the Global Exclusive Podcast. I will be introducing the podcast again this week. My name is Shadow. We're on episode 42. 42 weeks of this shit, and you're still with us. Or you yeah. still join us. I mean, like, I'm sorry, listeners, but you're the dumbest people I've ever met. Like, who would listen to this shit for 42 weeks? I mean, who are the dumb shits who would do this for 42 weeks? You have to think about that. Well, Don Hazard, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hazard is the smart one. Like, I could, like, you you know, I could be knee-deep in ice cream watching Twitch streams, but I'm Okay, let, let's, let's move on before Barrows tells us anything more about what he'd rather be doing. Oh, you referred to the thing I said before we started recording. Oh, uh-huh, nice, okay, nice. so the units that we got to this week were Fina and Daisy, or Faisy. And NVAs for FID and Sil- Silka. Um, I guess we'll start with the NV unit, Phasey, that for some reason is a thing. Uh, what do you mean in the middle of fucking winter. In the middle of fucking winter. Ah, yeah. yeah. So. No, it's sunny autumn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but here in Canada, it's pretty freaking cold right now. So, you know, so, I hate uh, this unit and everything about it, so I just did not look up its kit. I need someone else to tell me what the shit is up with this shit unit. I also hate I mean, this unit because I looked up their kit. And let's be clear, they are very, very, very good. They are the best unit that's ever come out in the history of the game. Basically, take Paladin Cecil, take every aspect of him and improve it. And then add more shit on top of that. Like auto cover. <laughs> Like, we all yeah. wanted that in the arena, right? That's exactly what we were asking for, for the arena so, meta to be spiced up. Yes, arena is the important game mode here that they break. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> arena is is the reason why they're a balance problem. That, oh, yeah, that's yeah. the oh, yeah. issue. I have that's a huge rant issue. planned for the balance issue, but let's wait until we talk about the unit <laughs> first so everyone knows why I'm going to rant. So, let's see, what does Faisy do? Uh, she's a magic cover tank. She's wait, wait, rough. Muspel, Muspel, sorry, sorry. Hold on. So, the better way to approach it is by asking, what does Faisy not do? Because it's going to be a shorter list. <laughs> so, she's a magic cover tank. She's about 12 times tankier than Cecil, just right off the top. Uh, she has 75% personal mitigation that lasts for three turns. She can maintain full uptime on AoE 75% mitigation. She has AoE re-raise, she has 90% resists, she has 75% breaks, uh, she can revive allies, she has two AoE imbues, she has stat buffs, um, she auto-casts cover every time she switches forms. What else? What She's a breaker. Yeah, I already mentioned the breaks. Uh, she, has, she has an LB fill thing, she does elemental damage buffs. Did you mention the heal? I think you did. Uh, she has a 6k heal that she can dual-cast. Um... She has an 8k barrier cooldown, or Grandis, and she also has a physical cover Grandis that she can use in an emergency if you want that for some reason. Yeah, there's there's almost nothing she doesn't do except deal damage. And yeah. like I said, she's the best unit that has ever come out in the history of the game, and she is stupidly broken and should not exist. And also she has a stupid CG. Yeah. Um, she does the physical correct. cover. That's that's one thing she can't she, do. She does. She has it on Grandis ability. She can't. Oh, what she does? Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry, Shadow, but like the only thing she actually can't do 
is deal damage. That's like that's the joke of it. Like she doesn't deal damage. She does everything else. Wait, does I mean, she in peril? Things, yes. Things she uh, doesn't do very well. Yeah, she she has an earth in peril, but <coughs> oh, not like, or maybe it's the other way around. She yeah. she imperils one of them, but not the other. Yeah, she has an hundred percent earth in peril, but no. There's so I guess like... that's her biggest weakness. It's only a hundred percent in peril. Oh, she yeah. only has fifty percent passive provoke. If that's there's, a... there's a few caveats with things that like might trip you up at some point. Like her seventy five percent self mitigation is attached to her active provoke. So if you want an, your an evade tank provoking separately, then you might have to have them active provoke as well to have it not override it. In practice, um, she's so tanky, I don't see that being an issue unless yeah, it's a single target for, spell for that damage, before. Yeah, for damage it's fine, but like for dispels or deaths it could be pretty yeah. annoying, like say in the trial that we'll talk about later. <laughs> uh, her stat buffs are tied to light imbue, which she can't imperil for, so you might not really want to use those much. Um, yeah, you're really like with, scraping yeah, the bottom of the barrel it, here, Dream. It's very much minor nitpicks to amazing stuff. And then with her aforementioned physical cover grandest, there is something where if you use it on the turn, like directly on the turn that you go into Brave Shift, it'll be like the physical cover will be overwritten by the magic cover from from her autocast. So that <laughs> that can either be a good thing where you can use it just for physical mitigation and not have, but still be covering magic, but it can also be a bad thing if you actually want a physical cover, you need to prepare a turn in advance and I have already brave shifted. That's a good point. Yeah. So, yeah. so the issue here is kind of that we have this, it's kind of the same with Cecil, but you know, squared. They've created a unit that's incredibly hard to creep and that just forces them to start introducing really poisonous trial mechanics to justify the unit itself. So, you know, stuff like having auto-cast cover is good because there might come a trial where there's a preemptive attack. We actually want this um, passive cover. Um, her tankiness makes it so the bosses have to hit so hard that you can't, like, you can't even get close to using anything else. The only good thing, knowing a bit about the future, is that we still... So her 75% AoE mitigation is not really needed because, again, in the future, your party doesn't take damage. So that's, that's I guess, a small comfort for me. But otherwise, they've created these... They, they've dug them... They've painted themselves in a corner, and I don't know why they do this. Why? Like, w this unit would sell with half its kit. Why are they doing this? Can, can someone explain? Uh, where, what, where's that old quote by old boy like uh ffb is a game made without thought yeah because yeah. like you know and and this is one of the things i ranted about in the, in the discord before because there's so much room i mean ffb is a very strategic game with a very deep mechanical system tied to it right so there are many many ways of creating useful and interesting units while also creeping the meta but without breaking it like, you could have, for instance, done a really tanky uh, magic cover tank that also has buffs and breaks. And then you release another really tanky magic tank that has, I don't know, imbues and imperils. And then you create scenarios where you need to use these two tanks. Like, for instance, a trial where you really want the tank to be your breaker. Or a trial where you really want your tank to be the imbuer and imperiler. 
etc etc you know I, i'm just making shit up but it's quite easy with this deep mechanical system to create units that don't have to have everything and you can still create many magic tanks then you, you can also create many damage dealers in the same sense you don't have to make like a 30 percent leap with every unit you can just add you know different elements different utilities to the units but no that's not how fb works what you really do is create units where you can cover all of your defensive stuff in about two slots and then create trials that you need to bring four damage dealers for. <laughs> I mean, but, but that's that's what ha has to happen. When they create this, then well, like that that's a way to justify this unit. What? That's, that is somewhat what will happen. Like, yeah. from what I've seen at least, bringing three damage dealers it becomes very common. I mean, but, but again, that's a way to justify this unit because, like, they created this unit where you can just roll all these slots into one and then you can just bring all the damage dealers and now they have to create trials that fit it. So, so it's yeah. a bit depressive. Depressing, I mean. It's a bit depressing. So despite our problems with this unit's existence, in case it wasn't obvious, she is, or they are very much worth pulling for. Um, so if you have, like, any Lapis or Tanks, even if, even if you already have a good magic tank, I don't think there's anything you could spend this lapis on in the next, like, six to ten months that's likely to be a bigger upgrade. Yeah, probably not. Nope. I mean, this is this is the best unit to come out in the game so far, including what we know about JP. The only, yeah. I think, the only unit that comes close to the tankiness and power is, I guess, NVA Charlotte. When are we getting her? I think probably she'll be soon. in a month or two because she comes with NV for Salas' banner. But yeah, right. I think in at least some situations, Charlotte can kind of match up on tankiness, especially when her um, racial mitigations come into play. Yeah. But she just she has a lot less of the just support and extras exactly. that Faze has. Yeah, Charlotte oh, yeah. is a lot squishier than Faze just off the top, and she's missing a lot of the utility. Really, the only major advantage I think she has is the racial mitigation against uh demons and reapers so if you're fighting a boss like that she can probably measure up to phasey a bit anything else and she's just so much worse yeah no i'm, I'm saying that she is like the, the next thing that comes even close to the tankiness that phasey is bringing to the meta like so yeah. i mean you have cecil now yeah good for you but you're nowhere close to yeah, being good i mean enough. like let's, let's be clear it's not that Sacred Shield Charlotte's NVA is going to be bad. She'll probably be, like, the second best unit in the game. But she's so far behind Faze. She's basically just an NVA tank. Yeah. And being NV is a big deal, because that gives you more stats. But aside from that, she doesn't really get much that's new. Mm. Oh, we'll we'll see when she actually releases. But, yeah, Faze is, like, not not required for future trials, but is so much nicer to have it. Things think, will be painful without her. What I've been checking out is that like there are future trials where preemptive magic damage is becoming more and more popular as a way of like an Omega, I think uh scorn. What was it? I think it was like an example. I don't know if Omega it. has preemptive. I know Omega has like a big tank buster that is really hard to live even with Phazy. But so the main one I remember that... for preemptive is White Dragon Extreme. That oh, yeah, does that like one. Three, a big dark preemptive with imperil, so you basically need either ridiculous resists that you're probably only gearing your magic tank for, or if you don't have that preemptive cover, you need pretty much like guts on everyone. 
Yeah, the good thing about that trial is that Guts does save you. Like, you can yeah. gear around it. And but, then you but can I am more worried. I, yeah, and I'm not worried about the gimmick that is passive cover, because that seems to have only shown up as being really useful in one trial in the future. I am much more worried about the, you know, tankiness that Phasey brings. Because as you said, Dream, without Phasey, even if you have Charlotte, you might, like, you're going to have some painful trials coming up. Like, I am. I don't have Phasey. But I also, I'm not pulling for that piece of shit. Like, I am not sponsoring, telling Gumi. I'm not going to tell Gumi this is a good way to run their game. So, no way I'm pulling for this. But it wasn't Gumi's idea to make Phasey into a unit. It was Alum's <laughs> idea. Yeah, yeah, sorry. So... I, I kind of use them interchangeably, but yeah. But in the in the perfect world, I think what would have happened is they would have delayed Facey, but then that would have gotten everybody angry. So they can't do that. Nah, Anyways. they could. They, they delayed, um, what's her face? There was this super powerful support that didn't come out at all for us. One of the magical girls from season three. Well, so the thing about Daisy Poppy. And, Poppy. and Poppy, are those, like, those units were, like, delayed because of the whole story event delays. I don't think they were delayed because the units were OPOP. They were delayed because of COVID and... No, what I mean is hard. it wouldn't really matter because, like, yes, people were a bit annoyed that Poppy was delayed, but it wasn't mm-hmm. like people were, you know, tearing their hair out. However, you can't delay Phasey because Phasey I... was designed also to make fu- some of the future trials trivial, so they kind of have to add her because people would lose their shit if we got White Dragon without Phasey and everyone had to gear for guts. So, yeah. Poppy really isn't that big a deal. Like, I I mean, it's not that she's bad, but people... it Delaying her or skipping her is not the same thing as skipping Phasey. Like, even no, even but, apart from the yeah. fact that tanks are more are often a bigger deal than supports, yeah. Poppy just doesn't really do as much. She was mostly... Like, she's great in Dark Visions, or at least she was in JP, where they didn't have uh, Zon. Zon. Here, here she matters less, just because we can imbue more easily and do killers and stuff. But, like, she... What she does like fairly good tight mitigation buffs and not much else. She does a fair bit, but yeah, she's not like so so important. Yeah, it's mostly that she has for us in GL, it would mostly be that she has the elemental damage buffs. Yeah, we're <clears throat> we're almost I think done with Phasey, but before we finish Phasey and go to the next unit, I just want to point out this is our second straight week where we have a Fina unit. But last week was actually the week before that was actually the second street week. We've got a soccer unit, so it was GLS, and then we got a soccer's awake blossom stage soccer's awakening. This last week we had Darfina's awakening. This week we have Phasey slush fit. Well, yeah, yeah this week we have, we have two Finas. Yeah, we have two Finas too. It was yeah, that's a good segue. We have Daisy, Fina, and Fina, and Lid, and Falker, and Citra. I guess we also got two Finas on the Fina Fina week. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so many Finas. Um, yeah, it's Fina, Fina Exvius. So let's talk about an actually reasonable unit that's a lot of fun and actually a great example of how units should be designed. So that's Summer, Fina, and Lid, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Can can I introduce her? Sure. sure. Well, I've reserved the right to interrupt. Yeah, listen, listen, I'm not going to talk about the like sex appeal of 12, 12-year-old girls. Jesus Christ. Also, like, if anyone uses any of the CGs of these units without turning the LB on off, I mean, like, yeah, just don't go outside. Don't go outside. You will be beaten up. Anyway, moving to the unit. Wow. Okay, so, of course, FID was a fantastic unit already, well, at, at least back when she was meta and, and her breaks were meta. 
she was already a fantastic unit because she could do some stuff. She could heal, she could break at the same time. That was really nice. And she had like imperils and a ton of other stuff. But what they did now isn't that much, but really shows how good of a unit this is. So they gave her triple cast, which matters a lot because she also got a spammable, spammable 84% break. Now that's a big deal. And she got, she yeah. also got uh, imperils. She got a really, really big MP regen. But the thing about her triple cast and this spammable break is that she can now easily substitute your healer and breaker in one unit as long as, you know, you're not yearning for some of the um, specifics of the healer kit such as ailment immunity or, or break immunity. Re-raise. Well, she, she has, has re-raise. She doesn't, she doesn't have a raise. Yeah. All oh, right, that's the one. Yeah. Her re-raise isn't like that usable either. I think it's just one AOE on like a six-turn cooldown. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the other thing that made the big difference was she got she's one of the units that's had free free enhancements packaged in, and the big thing with that is giving her just an ability curarger where it wasn't as strong of a heal before. So combined with the action economy of the triple cast, that's what really like. Let's her just heal very easily. I think I think it was always Hiraja here, wasn't it? Uh, I don't think so. I'll double check. Yeah, it wasn't that much. But she also gets her spirit up much higher now. Um, and and the cool so so the reason why I like this unit really much is that now you can build some pretty cool teams around her where you can bring her as your so so imagine bringing her as your. Provoke, Evasion, Breaker, Healer in a single unit. Then you have so much freedom in your comp to bring other units. For instance, if you do need Ailment Immunity, you can bring many of the other units that actually have Ailment Immunity that could add it to your party. It opens up, like I, I've said this so many times on, on previous episodes, but I love seeing units like this that open up my party to creative team building. I just, just checked. It, it, it was always Kiraja. Yeah, it did actually have Kiraja. It just got yeah. strong water and peril added to it. So never mind. But yeah, the the action economy really helps. Yeah, I I do want to say, um, like we mentioned earlier, her healer kit is very, very bare bone. She has heals, and that's pretty much it. So you want to be really careful because if people if units start dying, there's basically nothing she can do to fix that. She has the re-raised cooldown that doesn't have full uptime. You can try to have somebody else in your party help with that. Like, uh, Phazy has AoE re-raise. She might have raised too, I forget. She probably has. Uh, yeah, but just make sure that it's not a fight where people die unavoidably, or if it is, that you have a very good plan to deal with that. Because Wait, she's not going to do much for you. When Since when did her cooldown do 84% breaks? Was that always a thing? Uh, or... That's part of the enhancements. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, Phazy does have a 50% raise. I guess, like, one thing can be said that the 84% break is single target, so that's something to think about. You you can still, you know, if it's three targets, you can still uh, break all three of them by doing the target switching. Um, but uh, Well, her, her cooldown is AOE, exactly. so on turn one she can do that, and then she can maintain a single target. Exactly, and she unfortunately... Could all, she could also use her limit first. Which is only seventy five. Yeah, exactly. That, that is an AOE. That's well. the thing. It's it's unfortunate she didn't get a buff on her limit burst at all because right now you have zero incentive to use it really. Like that should have if that if that got buffed to eighty four, then then she would have had a really nice kit and also been able to maintain it AOE. Not that it's a huge deal, but it's you know it, it's something to think about. 
Um, I mean, the less that LB is used, the better. We should also yeah. mention her brave shift. Uh, no, no. So this oh, yeah. unit doesn't have a brave shift. It's really funny how they made an NVA without a brave shift. Let's move her on. Her brave shift is god awful. She changes yeah. into a physical damage dealer, but she has the base attack of a six star unit and like no attack passives or something. Yeah, the base attack of a six star non damage unit. Well, no, she has yeah. like about as much attack as Veritas of the Dark six star. Yeah, and she and does about as much wow. damage as Veritas of the Dark NVA, kind of. Like, just below him, right? More or less. Yeah, I think I think the only time you're ever using this is, like, in Dark Visions, because it does have 130% water in peril, or you could use her to add a little bit of extra damage if somebody else is already imperiling. Because it's not that she does no damage, it's just pretty bad by no, but NV it's, standards. It's just not mentioned. Like, there's... You shouldn't even waste, like... It's almost better to keep your extra... Uh, fids, you know, for the future rather than turning them into shards to make this EX plus one. Like, th there is, I mean, so she has this very nice 200% LB buff in her uh, Brave Shift form and a really strong hitting LB like most ND units do. But the problem is that she has so shit base stats that it's still not going to be worth, it's still not going to be worth using it, like, at all. So, unfortunately. I would have to calculate. I would imagine this is probably somewhere between 100 and 200 billion damage, which is like, uh, what, 20 to 30 percent of Tifa? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a non insignificant contribution for DV, but like, it's really just not that worth using. But it is quite refreshing that her EX, uh, or EX plus one is not needed for this unit. As long as you have an yeah. STMR. Uh, fit you have an amazing unit on your hands you do you need to do nothing more except of course you know level her abilities up to level five and that's it super nice also speaking of i'm oh, sorry go ahead no no no. go ahead speaking of units that don't need their brave shift silka uh, yeah we can move yeah. on to the other unit on the banner and it's again this is, a, this, this is very surprising because we have a banner where every unit is actually fairly good and also non-damage dealers <laughs> yeah but they're also all in bikinis, so it's like... Well... But this one isn't underage. This the, one isn't underage. Yeah, this is the better so. unit, like... Not, not not all of them. Only three of them. Don't forget about Minier. Minier? I don't know how to pronounce your name. Manure? Manure. <laughs> sure. I thought we were leaving seven star units in the dust. Yeah, we are. So, so Fultra is, again, a unit that combines healer with something else. Now, she's a lot better at healing than... Um, than fit is she has like an actual healing kit it's still not a complete healing kit she doesn't have any way to raise allies but she does have a re-raised grandis ability with two charges that does five turns so on a lot of fights that's going to be enough uh more importantly she has a spammable 5k aoe barrier which is yeah, that's, pretty, that's pretty massive mm -hmm. also more importantly she has full ailment and break immunity buffs across two abilities yeah she feels to me like a very upgraded version of Fulka. it's it's not a perfect comparison Fulka does have some stuff that fultra doesn't but it's it's a pretty good cliff notes explanation of her kit yeah and what about her excellent brave shift guys <laughs> yeah so this well, unit is also really weird no brave shift <laughs> Continuing talking about her base form, I, I see it's quite comparable to Rena because she has like the healing stuff and then like 180 to 200% stat buffs that she maintains pretty easily. Uh, 
AoE light imbue plus 120% imperial, um, which wait. because she actually has immunity buffs for, she doesn't really have to worry about the charm chance on it. How, how does she maintain 200% stat buffs? No, 180. She has, yeah, she has 181s oh, on, yeah. attached to her um, killer buffs. And I think you're underselling it a bit, Dream, because like, I mean, she has a six turn cooldown that increases attack, defense, magic, and spirit by 200%. So it's literally only one turn you're going to have 180% buffs. Otherwise, it's 200%. Yes. Or if it gets dispelled or whatnot, but she does have... The important thing is she has those on-demand yeah. backup options as well. So she I can pretty think, easily maintain them. I do think that unless you have another source of AoE magic mitigation, Rena will be better in most cases. But if you do, like if you have, I don't know, What's the, what's that one unit on this banner that has? Fuck you, Maspel. Let's move on. Let's move on. I think it's probably <laughs> Fid had magic mitigation. Right? Yeah, yeah. If, if if you have Fid to give you magic mitigation, because that's what Fid does, definitely only Fid. Yeah. Then then you can stack barriers on top of that and end up with crazy survivability. But one thing I want to uh, say again her, is her so brave refreshing. Shift is terrible damage. Yeah. Like just just one thing I want to mention about the units as a whole, or kind of this design is so cool. Like we're getting this fantastic healer slash buffer and this breaker slash support healer on the same banner both both are helping you really design your team in in an efficient manner man this is how nvas should be not like what not like what blossom sage sakura got because we all know what blossom sage so basically sakura what you're saying is they are primarily non-damage units and therefore have actual good non-damage kits <laughs> yeah, I guess. But they also don't have fucking Graviton Cannon. Ah, lovely. Mm -hmm. But there's there's one more unit on the banner. There is? And nope, one, there one, isn't. One more, yeah. There is one more footnote on the banner. I mean, she's not bad. <laughs> uh, Manure is a buffer. Uh, she's kind of like a worse version of Renora. But to be fair, there's a lot of room to be worse than Renora and still be reasonably useful. I wouldn't pull for her, but if you're pulling Grafazi and you get her and you don't have Renora... She can be fairly good. She's got 60% AoE physical mitigation that she, that she can maintain. Uh, she's got one stack AoE Mirage that she can spam. And then she can do a single target uh, two stack Mirage and has a cooldown with three stack AoE Mirage. Uh, and that's about it. She's missing a lot of other mm -hmm. normal buffer stuff like stat buffs. But <laughs> like that if, it's a, if it's a fight that goes really hard on physical damage then she could be fairly useful yeah that's, it, 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 it's like say that this healer has like all this great things like re-raise and revives and status ailments but it can't heal oh wait wait, wait. i know <laughs> a healer like this shadow i know a healer like this can i say leave it in suspense <laughs> No, she is specifically a physical mitigator and a quad CWA support chainer. Yeah, I think, I mean, we say this with almost every unit. She's going to see use in Dark Vision probably and not Maybe. much else. Maybe, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big stretch. With, with, with a Dark Imperil and Mirage and um, Dark Resist, I don't know. There might be a handy. specific stage. Her, her TMR and STMR are also decently nice because her TMR has a niche of doing a one-stack auto-mirage at the start of battle. So that could be a fun gimmick at times. Hey, wouldn't that help Parody. against like, un Shinryu? Unlike the other unit, there's, there's a few other items that have that, but most of them have terrible stats. This one is actually okay for mages. Yeah, mm. a lot of them, the others are limited too. And then um, her STMR is basically 
I would say a slight downgrade from Kefka's SDMR. It trades 20% magic for 100% LB fill rate or 200% even. So it might be useful yeah, for some. I wouldn't like, say slight downgrade. Mages. I mean, 20% magic isn't that much, but yeah, it's by SDMR standards, it's. Yeah. It's still pretty good. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like 100% magic PDH and 40% magic is like still strong. Yeah. And that's the units for the week. All right, so do we want to talk about the bosses now? Because we got two trials this week. Should we talk about the real one or the joke one? Is that what? <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about Vlad. Okay, we'll get we'll get the joke one out of the way first. So the first thing I want to say about Vlad is that he looks fucking awesome. Yeah, this is fair. Yeah, but he's such a joke. I love that someone I in the Discord actually... said, hey, we should, like, they should have done, like, a Kefka-esque battle with him, where you kind of, those oh, that have God. played Final Fantasy VI, you know, you kind of climb up to Kefka's true form through climbing the statue thing, so it's like you're going up and up and up. It'd be really fun to start at his toes and, you know, move slowly upwards. Looking at the wiki, apparently, like, most of what we think of as Vlad is not actually part of his sprite, it's just the background, it's only, like, the little blue gem that's him. Yeah. Yeah, is that's his sprite. You can see so that when you use funny. certain LBs on his fight, when just everything <laughs> disappears except the sprite. Okay, but why is it Vlad? Isn't it Vlad? Uh, I'd say oh, Vlad. No. Pronunciation was the return. Anyway, he's a joke. If you have a decent NVA damage dealer, you can just face roll the shit out of that trial. Like, hey, you know what? Take this chance, dear listener, take this chance to do a blind trial. Bring your best units, just gear them for whatever, and, you know, test it out. I'm sure it's going to work out. Well, so, for, for maybe reference, the one thing the you need is confusion resist. The last SBB that we got before Vlad was Braska's final Aeon from Final Fantasy X, and that was 244 days ago. Just for Shit, reference. that was a long time ago. Yeah. Boy, I sure am glad SBBs are back. Glad they were buffed the current meta, yeah. just like Dragon Quest. <laughs> they were just as buffed as the Dragon Quest units. All right, but let's actually move on to the real trial. Yeah. <laughs> uh, got... So Dark Espers. Uh... Dark Espers 2, 2. Yeah. Scorn uh... of the Beasts 2, 2. It's almost identical to the original one, except in terms of numbers. The only new mechanic, I think, is that they gave Shiva a single target zombie. Who even remembers right. the original fight, though? I kind of do. It was... It's it's the only fight in the game that used cover. Yeah, and, That's fair. And the thing to keep in mind about the single target zombie that has come up a couple of times on the Discord and bo in all servers is that you like for that reason it is tricky to single tank this encounter because yes, you really don't want your cover tank to get zombied. So well, I think I think the thing that makes it more difficult to single tank is there is also single target dispel, which I think is at the start of a turn as well. Oh, right. So that'll remove your cover and then your team will get screwed unless you get everyone for like massive ice and dark resist. So that's fun. Basically use a separate provoke tank. But just like the first time we had this trial, in fact, just like every time we've ever had a Dark Espers trial, there is a take zero damage strat for uh for this trial right it's not it's not a perfectly take zero damage but it's basically or zero you, damage for your team i mean yeah it's as long as your provoke tank is alive and like doesn't get dispelled then the rest of the like team or doesn't get damaged if they have some resist 
That's like basically there need, isn't, you, there's no elementless uncoverable damage. Yeah, exactly. That that you will see if you kill it fast enough. But but that's so the requirement to do the uh, zero damage strat is being able to OTK Siren because if you do that, wait, wait, sorry, wait not Siren, minute. Shiva. Uh, if you do that, right, then you only need two hundred percent resistance to earth as well as mirage every turn if i'm not wrong and 200 percent, of course that includes if you have a 100 percent earth resistance buff so it's it's uh, it's one 180 earth you need wait, 180 okay. and yeah and i think yeah because basically you for immuning things you want to cover with a total of 220 percent ice plus dark or 220 percent ice and dark so i think 440 percent combine of the two because Everything's double element. Yeah. Uh, 180% earth on everyone because Gollum does some uncoverable earth AoEs, I think. And then, yeah, you have to kill kill Shiva from above 50% so you don't see her AoE physicals and have AoE 1 stack Mirage each turn for Gollum's AoE elementless physical. Yeah, I think that... provoke tank soaking up like charm and zombie and things. Yeah, but you will still, t like, if you can't OTK Shiva, I think you're still going to take some damage from Shiva herself, right? Doesn't she have... No? Oh, maybe I'm, I'm probably wrong. Uh, no, I, th I think it's only, like, your your Provoker getting zombied and stuff. Okay, so, like, so, so you just need player, to, like, burst I from killed, 50 to 0. Yeah, like, I killed Gollum on turn 4 or 5 and Shiva on 7. And, yeah, I think only only my Provoke tank was really, like, under threat. Right, right. So it doesn't also matter in which order you really kill them. Well, I guess it does. It's the cover fight, right? Uh, I think I'm not sure actually. I, I haven't really looked into like the physical cover and how much that's related to killing Shiva first. I think you can still like magic cover and kill Shiva first because the requirements for like tanking Golem don't really change much between Shiva being alive and dead. But I haven't looked into like doing it that way that much right assuming it's the same as the original if you kill uh shiva first then golem doesn't really do a whole lot uh, mostly it's that he start use starts using the like uh 90 gravity thing on your provoke tank so that could be problematic if you're not using dodge but otherwise you're probably fine yeah but this is one like this this kind of starts the era of bulk not really mattering that much for trials or not even not much not at all for trials going on forward your for your damage or for for anyone else other than your tank because i'm not convinced that'll last i over the course of the past few years we've seen gumi and alim swerve all over the place in terms of what they want to matter when designing sure, fights. Sure, but we're, we haven't seen it yet like as i understand it in jp your party is not taking any damage from this trial onward it's just your tank so of course if you have someone like phasey then holy shit that's true but we don't have a big sample size at this point yeah. we've seen streaks before of like four or five trials that followed one particular thing one particular model before like oh this is the new meta this is the future and then things change back yeah like we had like we had a while where every single trial we were getting was Im was immune to attack and match breaks yeah sure but but i mean that still means that any units now that are going to be relevant in the in the in the time that they can be relevant since Zagacha and Park Creep is a thing, really don't care about um bulk at all. So like Yeah, but bulk isn't usually a question of the unit. It's I, I think when people talk about that, they're thinking more about 
what items are worth it. Yeah, true, true, true. But but uh, but not just like I mean, there are some units that are just units, if you know what I mean. They're just like yeah, total units. I mean, yeah. we we've only gotten like three or four of those throughout the history of the game so yeah and that was one of the things that people were talking about with grimlord sakura like oh my god she can get her spirit spirit up really high as well as her hp while still doing good magical damage yeah thing is doesn't matter that much though uh, going forward it's 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 mostly just the damage that does i mean for the stats definitely but like a lot of those no damage things i think are still like no damage if everyone has 100 fire resistant two stack mirage each turn or something so maybe like having the bolt lets you sacrifice some fire resistance instead or something. I don't know. That's yeah, just true. You could sacrifice some fire resistance to get. Um, I mean, it's the same on this trial, I guess. Like if you can't do one hundred and eighty percent earth resistance, you might be able to kill it faster. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think. And I guess speaking of killing it fast, the one like wipe mechanic on this basically is if both of them are still alive at turn nine, I think. Golem does a really nasty fixed AoE that will probably be pretty devastating. Unless you have phasey. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, no, it's fixed. You can't cover it. Yeah, but she's probably going to survive, let's face it. Yeah, she, I guess she will survive, but... Like, maybe you add the Nora. The probably won't. <laughs> and then it really matters if she can raise or not, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, she can, so maybe you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I guess to wrap things up for this week, we there's some good stuff on this banner. We really hate the headlining unit, but she's probably worth pulling for anyways. Well, I mean, definitely worth pulling for. Definitely anyways. worth pulling for. I mean, like, you know, no joke aside, if, if you're not a, a fundamentalist like me, you should absolutely pull for this <laughs> unit because holy shit, yeah. is she going to make your life, or and they are going to make your life so much easier going forward for literally everything so you know go ahead and i don't care i don't care if you only have like three tickets spend them yeah exactly (laughs) if you have 1500 lapis to your name just you know do 500 lapis pulls on the last day of this banner and like even if you do have terrible luck like me if you have a decent amount of lapis you can guarantee getting her for 40k even if you don't get any envies from 40k and if you don't have any lapis consider crime sobbing quietly into the night reflect on your mistakes (laughs) (laughs) yeah i actually don't have lapis but i wouldn't like i mean i not even once did i consider buying lapis for this banner honestly like not even once i didn't even actually look at what bundles we got maybe we did get good bundles i don't know yeah anyway uh we i mean we got the typical weekly thing of like 75 bucks for 20k something 24k i forget how much 22 i think standard awful bundles yeah yeah well just gotcha things i mean like and and, you know like if you ever considered paying for a banner this is like i hate saying this but this is probably the banner to pay for but then i want to ask you to not do it right because like if you open your wallet on this banner then holy shit you're sending such a signal for Alem and Gumi to create more of this type of unit. And please don't... I mean, is this a message that Alem and Gumi have listened to? Like, they they keep releasing shitty damage dealers, uh, and we almost never get tanks. I, you know, I'm going to argue with you here and say that I think that's literally the only message I think Alem and Gumi have ever listened to, because if there's something that doesn't happen, is that they never release banners that perform poorly. Like... There are banners that have been skipped that we suspect have performed poorly, but also 
banners with unit types that perform poorly before we never get again damage dealers are different because there's also this you know desire to get the unit so i don't know i think i honestly think that if there's one thing they keep track of it's the revenue on a banner i'm sure they keep track of it but i don't i'm not sure that they use that to inform what kind of units they make like if, if they did they would make more magic tanks but they released cecil and then they waited almost a year before they released another unit that was like that mm, but we're also assuming yeah yeah but you're assuming that the cecil banner did well though right and as well as the phasey banner i mean okay among whales sure or at least inform people that know you know how strong they are but i like are we sure about that like cecil if you don't know how strong he is or, or what he brought to the table He's not really the standard unit you're going to be busting out your wallet for, to be honest. I mean, you know, he doesn't have that appeal, right? I mean, f fuck, I, I can see more people pulling for Furion than for Cecil. I mean, that's it. Also, on the other hand, like, even, like, amongst the people that do understand the meta, let's say, part of what drives the popularity of, like, magic tanks is their scarcity. If they were every other banner, you wouldn't need to pull on most of them. Unless you're Muspel. Unless they're also <laughs> creeping them by like 50% bulk every time, you know? Dream, you forgot about that? Yeah, that's... Sadly true. <laughs> it's not, but okay. Yeah. yeah, so I guess we're wrapping up for the week then. Yeah. We should have wrapped up like five minutes ago. Yeah, we should have, we should have. <laughs> but you know, listeners, if you did get a, a Phasey, congratulations. Fantastic unit. If you had any... Turn off the CGLBs. Yeah, Jesus, turn off the CGLBs. Like, this one is... I mean, okay, yeah. Actually, there's... Okay, wait, I want to say it's actually cute that it hints at some homosexuality in the game. I think that's really good. But it still, like, looks like two underage girls making out. So, mm, you know, mm, maybe not the right type of homosexuality. You know what I mean? Support the intent, not the implementation. I don't yes, know. yes. Also, support... Yeah. Sieghard and um or actually I'm just gonna call them by their real name, Big Hard. Support Big Hard's CGLB upgrade that's bound to come this Valentine's uh next year. Bound, huh? Is bound. that what you're into? Oof. Wait, no, I've I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> I, Let's I just call it. Think... All right. This this has been a great episode, listen, everybody. Listen. Thanks. We'll see you next week. Gumi, add some light bondage to it and mwah, okay? <laughs> <laughs>